0: live this morning from the Mushroom Kingdom, WKBAG Studios, Wario, K. Rule Bowser, and and This is Video Games, a comedy show, and I am your host, the Doom Slayer. And uh, I'm here to slay Doom, and uh, I'm all out of bubble gum. You know what I mean? Uh, I, that's, that's I'm sure that's how the quote goes, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, I think so. Doom Noodrome uh, probably said at least half of that. <laughs>
0: Speaking of Duke Nukem, we have an amazing guest here. <laughs> one, one guest, actually. One, to be exact. Uh, the lovely, the talented, the uh, insatiable. I'll say insatiable. I said it the first time we tried this. I'll say it again. Michael Hearn. Hey, I'm just like Duke Nukem. <laughs> For you guys around the world that said all women say you're just like Duke, Duke I mean, that's videos, that's all i've guys. heard They're
1: not as fake. they all hate <laughs> me yeah no offense hern that's ridiculous <laughs>
0: uh yes offense hern but that's not ridiculous because uh we're here to talk about something that i would say is very close to near and dear to both of our hearts very near and dear to a lot of people's hearts, but we might be the only two people in our little, in our little zoo tycoon tycoon who's been playing this game. It is a little game called doom eternal by Bethesda 2020. Have you heard of it? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe you've heard of it. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) I'm so, I'm so excited to talk about this game with you and talk about pretty much only this game. I mean, sure. We could talk about the news. Uh, we could talk about what else we've been playing, and maybe I would like to do that. Sure. What have you been playing? I <laughs> guess I don't, I guess I really don't know. Other than it, I mean, just just tell me what you've
1: been playing. I'm sorry. Sure. I'm getting
0: ahead of myself. I'm too excited. I'm too wound up. I haven't talked to anyone all day.
1: Hey, <laughs> I don't, I get it. I get it completely at this time. Uh, yeah. Aside from obviously Doom Eternal, which we'll be talking about and just putting into the hours uh-huh. every now and then for Animal Crossing, uh, I was playing a game called. Aids at the Dungeon, which I think you watched uh, me play a little bit on Twitch. I did. I jumped on. Did you see me jump on, watch you <laughs> yes. for a bit? Yeah, yeah, you commented. I was doing good. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I've also since added a webcam to my Twitch. Um, and yeah, the I got it day of because they dropped it in a Nintendo Mini Direct. Um, I'm a fan of the original Enter the Dungeon, so I was excited about a sequel. And I liked it a lot, actually. I think it's, it's interesting that it's technically a step backwards because the Enter the Dungeon is like... A dungeon crawling slash bullet hell kind of road light game. And this is just really like uh, more the arcadey single screen bullet hell shooting games. Mm-hmm. But it's actually like really, it's still really great. It's still a lot of fun. Um, the road light elements are really cool. I beat my first run of it with uh, the Marine, fittingly enough. Oh, nice. Served sort of a doomed guy looking one. And oh, great. So a little
0: doom marine. Is,
1: yeah, is, exactly.
0: it, uh, is, is the character rendered like a little doom marine at
1: the bottom? No, that'd be awesome. Like his head and I like know he gets beat up and he gets bloodied or something.
0: Or like a little uh, like green. Is he even in like a green outfit?
1: No, it's blue. I think don't want to fall into that. Fuck! Those Bethesda's pockets. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry to upset you, Jeremy. We got
0: it, we got it, I got it wrong every time I guessed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought you are just upset. It's not the doom guy. Um, <laughs> But no, the game is very cool and I still haven't unlocked everything because I've only beaten it once as those games, Joe. But there's a lot more to reasons to be playing it, on top of it just being a fun little like simple blast. Like it probably takes at most half an hour to beat if you do it. But hmm. yeah. How much is it? It's like ten bucks. Nice. And it's on Switch famously as a uh, exclusive console release. That's very cool. I'm sure like a timed console release where it's
0: like, yeah, probably well, will be it's available. It's trying to come
1: over to at least PS4, uh, but right in that spots, I think, but right now it's just on steam and switch. Awesome. I'm glad you're,
0: I'm glad you're playing that game because that's a game that I have not picked up. And as I'm sure you are, we're, I'm sure we're all on the same bone that we have like a, a massive shitload of games that we're, we're trudging through. It's keeping us sane. And uh Exit of the Gungeon, I'm glad to say that's getting a little love because uh without you, Hearn, I don't think anyone would be talking about that game no, on this uh, on this podcast. I know that's my
1: that's my indie corner, I guess.
0: Yeah. That's great. Uh it's yeah, it's something that's not Animal Crossing, <laughs> which is which is amazing. So where are you at in Animal Crossing, if you don't mind me asking? What is your
1: uh, I paid uh off what's my, your town? Yeah, I paid off my first house loan. I got the second one to make my island bigger. Um Isabel is now onto my island. Mhm. Um yeah. Um nothing it's hard to measure like progression in that game since it's obviously not like our style of uh, normal video game progression right. like I'm not at the end or at a level it's just sort of going to go on going.
0: Well, Isabel but- Isabel is like a kind of a good like a benchmark because she's, she's not even at my Island yet. I haven't paid off my, my big 500,000 house
1: loan. All right. I'm not at that loan either. I don't know. Is it maybe all the people moved in maybe or something that times it out? Uh,
0: I, I, you know, I actually don't know. I thought it was a, I thought it was timed, like a timed thing, like in seven days upon playing the game, she would uh, show up or something, but I, I have no idea actually what actually triggers it. We've invited a handful of people to live on our island, and I got a letter that that was going to happen soon, but yeah, I'm almost done with my $500,000 house loan. 500000 bell house loan. Yeah, bell house loan. And Isabel hasn't shown up yet, but I know she's coming, able- and and I'm super she's, excited to see she's her. She's on route. She can't wait yeah, to be she's there. She's in route. Yeah. Have you been running into any of these um, NPCs? These like, uh, like I don't know. Gulliver was one I
1: yeah, ran into. Was like a guy. I ran yeah. into. I just the, just met. The, the Wisp. <laughs> I don't think I've done the Wisp yet. I just ran into He's, Flick today, which oh. is a little like wizard-looking guy who loves buds, and if you sell buds to him, he'll pay double
0: oh that's cool yeah because usually bugs are the last thing i think about what, yeah. what's your
1: what's your loop what is
0: your loop when you're when you're playing the game
1: i mean for i'm hitting the rots um i sometimes <laughs> i'm always hitting the rots until i find the one uh bell rock and bell i hit rock. that soccer. yeah yeah I, that's I Randolph's favorite rock The that's bell right, rock. the bell rock that's also i don't know i do um uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I run around to check on where I planted the money trees that mm, I planted, mm-hmm. which we talked a little bit out on the chat um that's been since the GameCube, so i knew of that and I've been doing that a little bit here and there um yep. and then yeah i don't i haven't i don't usually fish or catch buds on my own island because it's usually the same um mm. and I mean. Obviously, I have all the fruit now. I could do that, but I just I don't know. I'm not as excited about that loop. And then right now I got a couple of bamboo trees planted and I'm chopping. I'm not chopping. I'm hitting them with my stone axe so I can get some bamboo and because I want to make a couple of things with it, Uh, some furniture and stuff.
0: Right on, dude. Right on. So nothing too intense. That's that's a that's a good loop. I've been mm-hmm. doing the like get the Nook Miles Island yeah. ticket. Yeah. The and going to Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And then going to the other islands and getting all the shit and bringing it back like tons of resources, uh, always figuring out what the hot item of the day is and making a shitload of that, selling it back. I feel like I've been like almost like mid-maxing, making yeah. money anyway, but I feel like I'm Pretty behind. Everyone else seems to have Isabel at their island and it seems to be a lot farther. Like I'm looking at some of my friends' islands and they're like, decked the hell out. And I'm not I'm like kinda not sure. Like you said, progression is so up in the air with this game that it's kinda hard to tell. Am I do? Am I spending my time doing the right things? Is there is there even such thing hey man, as
1: that? You do gotta stop comparing the chapter one in your life to other people's chapter twenty. <laughs> you gotta. <laughs> that's live. my big lesson. Yeah. Yes, you gotta you gotta just go at your own speed. It's the journey, not the destination. We all totally. get there when we get there. Totally. Uh, rising tide rise, raises all ships. Uh, raises
0: all the ships in, in the in the water. That's right. You know, I think. Um, well, let me ask you this. So, uh, speaking of money trees, what I I looked some stuff up about money trees last night, and I was a little freaked out because I put ninety five thousand bells into no. a money tree, and that was uh, apparently not a good move.
1: No, I thought I, think, it,
0: I thought it just multiplied the money you put down there by three.
1: <laughs> no, it's like a gamble. It's like, and I think ten thousand is like the actual highest amount you can get off of a tree. So I think it's like if you want to gamble and do ten thousand, maybe you'll get thirty thousand back, or you could just lose some money and get only a couple thousand. But yeah, Ooh. like I sometimes it's just random. I think I've tried a couple of like one thousand bell trees, mm-hmm. and I've only gotten like so much back. And yeah. then one time I got a ten thousand tree that was correct, so I was happy about that.
0: And ten thousand is where you everything you knock down is ten thousand. Yeah, the free be- <laughs> so- the free bell beds. Let me ask you this. Does money keep growing on the tree or is it that tree just? No, de- dead it then it tree just now? becomes a
1: radio tree after. Yeah. So you chop yeah. that sucker down. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> I just leave up a nice tree. I want to mine some uh, wood. So let
0: me ask you this just because, you know, days are all starting to bleed together in the wake of this catastrophe that we're all dealing with right now. Um, what, when did Exit the Gungeon get announced on it an, in a direct, right? But which one? Not the last one.
1: The previous mini direct, yeah. I know time has no meaning now, so it's hard to say. But no, the one that the Nintendo... Oh, no, not the mini direct. I'm sorry. You're absolutely right, time. It's the indie one. The one that was like... The Nindies,
0: yeah. The Nindies, that was
1: the week before. It was mostly a lot of random... Indie stuff that like never heard of before. Me and Connor right. were kind of clowning it. But yeah, mm-hmm. the bait one was Aids at the Dungeon, which I was already like anticipating. And then because of that, they same day dropped it. So it was very cool to have.
0: That is very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the next direct that took place yeah. simultaneously dropped the Panzer Dragoon remake for switch you were saying you got that I did I bought that immediately and played through the entire campaign you know Panzer Dragoon at least the first game only takes about an hour to play through all the way and I mean that's like on the easiest difficulty like if you're playing in a harder difficulty you're probably going to get smoked a bunch but and that takes a long a lot longer but like a lot of arcadey type games it only (laughs) has I think six stages which mm. makes the twenty five dollar proposition of that game uh, like really shitty. <laughs>
1: yeah, <I get laughs> but I'm that. such a
0: huge I'm such a huge fan of uh, Panzer Dragoon that I didn't I kind of didn't mind. It was cool to see that whole game rendered in those like super. Well, they're not great graphics. I would say they're about on Orta's par on par yeah, with Orta.
1: That's the thing. I've never played a Panzer Dragoon outside of Orta, and that had a remake of the first one in it as like an unlockable. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I played the first one too. And they are good. Like it I liked Orta a lot actually. I haven't played it forever. Obviously, I don't have my ad spots, but yeah.
0: Yeah. I bought a copy of Orta. I was thinking I was telling you this recently and played through it. Uh, that game yeah. also takes about three hours to beat. Yeah, it's not super long. Yeah. yeah.
1: There are like and unlockables and stuff to do what I don't think the original Panthers are doing as much except like maybe some different routes. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Anyways,
0: it's it's great and it's making me yeah. like salivate hm. for a Star Fox.
1: Little Pavlovian and <laughs> you are. Yeah. Yeah. No, a dude new, new Star Fox, I honestly I'd keep getting tempted every time Best Buy is light. Five dollars and we'll and we'll give you a handshake in the uh, star what is it? Uh the one with the actual little R winged. Space.
0: Oh Starlink Yeah Starlink They're <laughs> yeah. like
1: Come here and we'll give you Starlink and five dollars And I'm like maybe
0: Yeah I I own it um, Yeah there's more too? Than, you're more than welcome to borrow Ooh. at any time yeah yeah so I uh, I own it digitally and then at Best Buy on black Friday it was five dollars for the <laughs> ship toy with the game again <laughs> so I bought it for five dollars because I wanted the little model which is yeah. looks was, the it looks toy nice on the shelf it's actually yeah.
1: kind of endearing yeah
0: yeah it's cool I got it with I got it next to my links here on the shelf it looks nice but I don't need two copies of that game, but I will say that game is good. I do like it a lot. All right, good, good.
1: Yeah, like a good space shooter, especially 3D, doesn't come around too often. It's kind of a shame. I know. Even just ports of the older good ones, like TIE Fighter and Swing would be cool to have. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Road Squadrons, I don't, I think there's like a 3D one you can get for PC. Yeah. Maybe Switch. But like even all the like Star Wars ports they were talking about recently, like they're not the space shooter ones. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a shame.
0: And it's also a bummer that I feel like, at least as far as Nintendo is concerned, we're not going to get a Star Fox. Yeah. That is it's not, not- uh, that is not a hot ticket item right now, especially no. with the 35-year anniversary of Mario happening <laughs> concurrently, <laughs> which, if you're listening to this show, um, come Monday, that would be what uh let's check let's what is monday what is next monday it's april april fucking 6th come april 6th we will be covering um our own little 35 year celebration for mario i'm gonna do i think i'm gonna do like a three-parter her and i'm gonna do like a a three-parter celebration of mario where we go through every single mario game
1: that would be awesome talk about i mean there's so much to talk about with mario that's definitely gonna take three parts yeah
0: but yeah, that's in light of the all those Nintendo rumors summer semi and now. I mean, we kind of don't know the extent of it, but uh, I guess you know, we can do a short news segment. Yay. Um, there is it, it, the internet is on fire with rumors. It's a blaze. <laughs> it's rumors and bad news about the COVID-19. Those are the two those are the two hot uh, hot things to look up on your Google. Those are the
1: hot tickets, yeah.
0: The hot tickets, yeah. COVID-19 news, like, do we have enough ventilators and do we have <laughs> enough Mario?
1: <laughs> the answer to both is not enough. We need <laughs> more. But the
0: answer to both is not enough. So I guess Nintendo is planning to release some re... Not remakes. Remasters. E-
1: remasters. There you go. Thank Which, you. Or Delos versions, depending on how you want to phrase certain elements. Right. Uh, but so we what have we heard? Well, first of all, we kind of got a whiff of this because friend and fellow new cartoon member, Connor McCabe, mm-hmm. uh, hinted us friend at Friend and a, foe. yes. <laughs> yeah, had some insider Hollywood info about a uh, commercial casting that specifically asked if you were a fan of Paper Mario. Hmm, which obviously was exactly like it practically should have just read. Like if your name is Oscar Connor, yeah. you're <laughs> blonde, you have like a thin mustache, you look cool, yeah. like please come down, you know, type of thing. Uh, But yeah, so there was already like a little bit in the air and now it seems of, like official rumors from like places like Yamatsu and it's just random listings of like it's since it's 35th anniversary of Mario, we're going to have ma- masters of some interesting choices for games. Just there's obviously like Super Mario 64, and on there and Galaxy. But then mm-hmm. they're straight up talking about let's give you guys a 3D world, which I've been waiting yes. for for the longest time with new right. stuff. They're saying and freaking sunshine, which is yeah. Like, I'm just like amazed. Like that's like that's a uh, the black sheep of the 3D Mario family. That's the yeah, one we, they it, keep in I've the heard- attic.
0: I've heard all... Yeah, you're, yes, absolutely. And for good reason. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I feel like they've... People have been also speculating that they're going to sell maybe some of them in a package together. So like yeah. you would get Super Mario 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy in one package, which to me sounds... Hearn, they could sell... Each one of those for sixty dollars, <laughs> and I would buy them like that. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, uh, that, which, it almost it sounds was, too sensible for Nintendo to do that. It's like that would be so yeah. cost efficient and successful that it's like no, they're probably going to do the sixty dollar each in option, but that, right. that'd be amazing.
0: And you brought it up in our chat, which I want to echo your sentiment because I don't think it got a lot of love. But where mm-hmm. the hell is Super Mario Galaxy two, huh?
1: Huh? Yeah, that's like the better one of the two galaxies, too.
0: Super Mario Galaxy 2 might be in my top three favorite Mario Ooh. games of all time. It, I mean, it's like it is stunning. And Mario Galaxy yeah. 1 is not in the top five.
1: I see that. It's like kind of an intro to the ideas and then two capitulates on it, expands it. It's not two as tutorial. So yes. Yeah.
0: Huh? I like the hub I like the hub world in one better, I think. Like I like it better than the Mario's head spaceship. (laughs) Yeah. You
1: know I'd find around a giant Mario head?
0: Uh that's okay. I think Mm. I like the little world that kind of reminds me of Peach's Castle. Where like different parts of it unlock, you know, as you progress. Yeah. But I don't know, and also I think there's something missing from Galaxy Two, right? Like, in Galaxy 1, you have the feather... Not a feather cap, but, like, you can fly. You can get a special hat that allows you to, like, fly around. And in Galaxy 2, they don't give you that.
1: No, I guess I didn't notice that. (laughs) I guess you're right. Galaxy 2 really is missing something.
0: Yeah, it's missing flight. Anywho, (laughs) all of this to say... Mario is a hot trending topic right now, and uh, oh, I've also yeah. heard that there there's rumors that they're going to re-release some of the old Paper Mario games, and like if they did that, geez Louise, like yeah, it's a I mean there not only are they Nintendo has Nintendo pretty much set themselves up <laughs> to where I can like boot my Wii U into the creek behind my house, but I'm I'm about to I'm it's getting to the point now where hopefully like I can throw my N64 into the sun. <laughs> if they keep porting good N64 games, I mean, we already got uh Turok, <laughs>
1: that's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, I Doom. mean, as soon as, as soon as Turok was announced, <laughs> I just dropped kit my Nintendo 64 off my balcony,
0: <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Doom 64,
1: we got yeah. that now, which I got pre ordered for free, and then I saw it was just five bucks anyway, and I'm like, damn, that's pretty to deal.
0: I know, dude, I got it for free also, and then I B- bought it on switch too yeah i'm very <laughs> tempted to just do that honestly and uh oh we also through our the direct we also got the pod racing game episode one racers yeah,
1: episode one we were just talking about that too that is a mm-hmm. legit good game yeah yeah i think more n64 ports thank you very much remasters specifically make them
0: remasters yeah make them better
1: yeah and then yeah. next
0: year when it's zelda's 35 year anniversary do the whole thing over again baby Hell yeah Give me give me a, a freaking uh uh package with Ocarina, Majora, and
1: Wind Waker. Hey, why don't you give me a 3DS <laughs> bundle of all the Zeldas here? I want that Phantom <laughs> Hourglass and that Spirit Tracks.
0: Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, find a way to do that without dual screen. Yeah. And that and now we're now we're talking. By the way, have you ever played those Wii U? DS ports
1: I have not no Uh
0: I ha, I, ha, I bought both Spirit Tracks and Phantom Hourglass for the Wii wow. U and it, they are um, unplayable <laughs> that, that way
1: <laughs> that is a shame I liked Phantom yeah. Hourglass Uh I remember liking it anyway I haven't played it forever mm.
0: do you think that's the better one Spirit Tracks oh, might, is, is
1: the lesser yeah just from what little I played I was just like you're on a train you're literally on rails I don't know mm.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm yeah well, i
1: guess the less to compare to is because of uh wind waker but
0: yeah all right well with that <laughs> i guess we're kind of done with the news um Yay. this is going to be a littler episode anyways yeah, just because i want to steal news
1: from the uh, monday crew yeah
0: we got a we got a monday crew with all kinds of takes just piping hot and ready to go but today no today's a special episode where we're going to talk all about doom, doom eternal my god, my good buddy Hearn here. We both finished Yay. the game, so we're both at very. What would you say? We're like incredibly qualified to talk yeah. about it. We're like
1: masters of the field of Doom. Yeah, um, we're Doom
0: we- masters. Mm-hmm. That's right. So we're gonna take a quick break, and when we <laughs> come back, we're gonna talk all about freaking bobbleheads of the Doom Slayer
1: guy. Yeah, rip it and tear <laughs> it.
0: we're back with video games a comedy show i am your host jeremy schmidt and today we are talking doom eternal now Hearn, we planned on doing an episode about doom eternal i think we were gonna do it on the main show but COVID 19 kind of fucked everything up and mm-hmm. put us in it put me in a position where i needed to like pump out content kind of quickly without people being here and also address the the elephant in the room so I feel like uh, you know two episodes later I'm 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 ready to start talking about video games again yes.
1: <laughs> and also none of our friends bought Doom Eternal, so and
0: also none of our friends bought Doom maternal <laughs> none of our so. friends are that cool yeah exactly yeah no so I pre-ordered this pretty much the first week of quarantine because I was like <laughs> you know what I'm gonna want Papa's gonna want this on 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 disc and he's gonna want it now and i and i will say best buy at the time honored my um my uh, pre-order
1: they sent both
0: doom and animal crossing pretty early on friday friday afternoon yeah there
1: was a lot of like early sales and stuff going on that weekend oh Uh, yeah true yeah i uh sorry no no you go uh, I just was I pre-ordered it for PS4 as well originally through Amazon and then my shipment kept getting delayed. So I just straight up canceled it and went with the PC, which I'm very happy I did on top of everything, because it just means used to use the new PC. Right. You got and that yeah. new you got that new bad boy. How did it run yeah. Doom? It runs smoothly as said I didn't have to change a thing and it oh. routes. Like I've done Twitch streaming with it too, and it just plays super great. Just full everything on highest quality. I'm. Sh- I assume I. I literally didn't mess with it. It looks really great as is. So awesome. I'm not gonna. Yeah, but yeah. it just runs straight, and I'm happy with that. Uh Right. Yeah. Like I said, I got doom 64 earlier because it came up earlier and it was installed in like a second. So I played that first.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That, that doom 64 is like the size of a gif.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like 72 megabytes.
0: Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's like 36 kilobytes of actual space. Um, but, and I, I'm, I'll say this about pre-orders. I'm, I, I, I did get my pre-orders fulfilled by Best Buy day of, but I'm worried about my Final Fantasy VII Remake pre-order.
1: Well, yeah, they were saying physically that one might be uh, yeah. limited or hard to come by.
0: But they're also saying it's out in the wild, too. Like it's also Yeah, I've seen a, pictures. A of, yeah, a lot of stores broke, what would you call that street, that broke the street date on it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you could probably go out there if you're... Feeling lucky, punk. You could probably go out to some rebel rebel game store.
1: (laughs) I'm ready to roll them dice for my part one Final Fantasy VII thing. Yeah.
0: Well, but we're not talking about pre-orders. We're not talking about
1: Final Fantasy VII Remake. No, we're
0: talking Doom Eternal, the latest in the Doom installment by Bethesda. This is a follow-up to the 2016 uh, Doom game that was released to both critical and commercial success. I feel like that game really... I don't know. It, it tra- recharged my batteries a little bit with yeah. video games. When it came out at the time, I, I it suddenly it was like a Twitch shooter that I didn't know I wanted.
1: <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean... FPS, we were talking a little bit about the state of the FPS as it is in gaming now. And there aren't too many of those type of like old school FPS philosophy games, unless they're like indie probats, like Dusk or Medieval or something for PC only usually. But something that's like on all the consoles and still plays like a game of old is like still few and far between. Even the Wolfensteins that have been out have been like mixed, like in terms of like their ideas of how to approach it and doom 2016 was just straight up no this is this is like back in the day this is like quake all up in your face and yeah. it's very it was like just well thought out in every regard it was really cool it was really arena in mm-hmm. the fights and really still like had that philosophy of old school game exploration and fps's
0: i would say it also really honored the source material
1: too. yeah very much so
0: Like, it felt really loyal to the spirit of the old Doom game, which if you go back and play, especially those Switch ports that just came out, you still play like a dream. Like, Doom 1 still plays like a fucking dream. It's one of the smoothest games, the
1: highest frame-rated games you'll ever play, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah. and the, the ports are all like really honorable. Like you could like playing on a PC, you kinda of have to play it with like some sort of like HD sort of re-rendering of it to make it run smoothly on a PC. On these, the emulation is like great. It runs just like yeah. an old school PC. Yeah.
0: Um so let's jump into this new game, Doom Eternal. Mm-hmm. That's right. I wanna hear your first impressions of it. I wanna know what Take me through the journey, the Hern journey. The herny, right, the, the Herny. Yeah.
1: Uh all right. So the my long Days Herne in tonight is that I booted <laughs> up. Obviously, I like I said, I tried to play a little bit of Dooms of C4 just to sort of wet my beak and enjoy mm-hmm. a little bit of the old school D- Doom gameplay. And that still holds up too in terms of how it plays. But then I loaded up Doom Eternal knowing full on that it was going to be like a follow up to doom 2016 and i was happy mm. to get into it just straight off the bat there were like some cool differences like you're it's kind of like how doom 2 was to doom one where doom one was all these like mars weird buildings and doom 2 was just straight up hell
0: mm-hmm.
1: i think doom 2016, uh, doom eternal was that way to doom 2016 where it's like we're changing up like just already the environment is different The feel is like it's not going to be too different a feel, but it's going to be like a natural progression of where we left off. And then as I'm playing Doom Eternal, it's just like apparent that even though it's a follow up, like it plays a little differently. Like there's a little bit here and there that feels different. Like uh, what were some
0: of the things you noticed about how it played?
1: Well, the main thing immediately is that like there's a different platforming sensibility because there is like a big verticality and a big uh, sense of like you're jumping around, shooting around in Doom 2016, and this one you're also like doing things like swinging from poles and mm. dashing through the air. Mm. It just really naturally like elevates it to like when you're fighting and using those abilities, it makes you feel like really cool. Yeah. Um, and then the other big thing is the uh, mechanics of balancing your armor, your ammo, and your health yeah. in ways that the ways you beat up the enemies adds to it. Because there were always, like, in 2016, there were glory kills, there were things like that, and there were, of course, the pickups of ammo and uh, armor and everything. This one, it's also like the way the enemies drop the stuff is dependent on how you kill them. <laughs> And especially on harder difficulties, but even just in general, starting out when you're feeling a little more limited, it purposely feels that way because you have to learn those abilities. So you're learning how to notice I'm low on the ammo. I better chainsaw this guy. If yeah. I'm out of chainsaw fuel, I'll have to fend for a bit type of thing.
0: Yeah. Or especially towards the end, some of those like later stages when you're getting all of those yellow fists, yeah, you're like maybe I should punch this group of enemies to get a bunch of mix. Sometimes I think mm. it, would, it would be health. Sometimes it'd be like ammo. Yeah, but yeah, I I agree with you. That it, 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 pretty pretty much from the g- jump. You're jumping. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're jumping from the jump in this game. But what what does that mean? Well, it's like in Doom 2016, you were kind of in an arena, and I would say it was a a certain size. Now, Mm -hmm. picture Doom Eternal, maybe triple that size in some cases. Some of the areas that you're supposed to be clearing out enemies and also... Add in a, a like another layer of verticality, and suddenly you have a Doom Eternal level or a to Doom Eternal area where you're double jumping and double dashing over to a ledge to grab a secret while you're being chased by uh, a bunch of uh, crangs. <laughs> <Academians and> shit, <laughs> I call <yeah>. them crangs, <laughs> like the little <laughs> brain heads with the robot bodies. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: those guys. They are crangs. Yeah. Heads. No, there are parts in it that straight up feel like first person Celeste, the way that there Mm -hmm. are even like dash icons floating in the air that you just and like you can now dash more. Yeah, Um,
0: you know, third person platforming, uh, I'm sorry, first person platforming is not anyone's favorite i don't know if i've ever played a game that i think i loved first person platforming have you can you think of an example i was about to
1: say uh do you have like your hot take thing ready i can totally do a hot take oh baby you
0: bet i do yeah go for it
1: hot take first person platforming can actually be pretty fun I love it. (laughs) You actually probably could front on it a little bit. Uh, But I think the good ones I played were like Mirror's Edge. Cloud Built is another good one. Mm -hmm. And then to some degree, Titanfall too, because there are levels, especially that big famous one where it's the rotating uh, house building as you're shooting, that requires some degree of first-person platform navigation.
0: Yeah. You know, I don't even hate it so much in games like Turok or... You know, some yeah, of those like, old N64 games where you had to do precision platforming in first person and it was super hard.
1: Or like Jumping Flash
0: is another example. Yeah,
1: Jumping <laughs> Flash is a really good old school one because that one also is not really you're navigating a big complicated level. That's like an arena kind mm-hmm. of level design where it's like you're collecting a few things while also shooting around. Yeah. Uh, and so like if you fall, you just have to retry. It's not like, yeah, death or something. Yeah.
0: And there's uh, elements, I, I would say, of first person platforming in the same way of the doom eternal uses it in destiny Two And games like that, like where, yeah. yeah, you're like also jumping from platform to platform, shooting people, trying to get away by jumping to other platforms. You know what I mean? It's kind of the same design aesthetic, but this takes it to a whole nother level. And I, Definitely. And I think that's, this is the strongest part of the game for me is I guess you would call it the loop, right? Yeah. You know, if you get into an encounter and you have to freak out. <laughs> like immediately. <laughs> like if, if you're not if you're not operating or firing on all cylinders, you are going to get smoked, especially if you're playing on any difficulty higher than the easiest. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, and yeah. you have to pay attention. You can't be brainless. It's not just firing quitting the button quit button until all your buttons bullets are out it's you have to keep an eye on everything and see what you need next and the dm is also do that, like alerting you hey you're out of health you're out of ammo you're out of uh armor yeah uh and i think it's just paying attention to that balance and figure out what you need next and then even if you die like it's not a that bad of a rewind to where you nah. are usually and then just like being like all right well maybe my progression is i should focus on this set of enemies first or whatever Uh, There have definitely been battles where I just like taking a different uh, path of how I'm going to fight these enemies has helped me solve it. Right. Or
0: sometimes even just switching a weapon out. Like I noticed that a lot of the enemies, you kind of have to memorize like their Pokemon, like what they're weak to.
1: (laughs) And I mean, the game is also like it tells you the weak points. Like sometimes the first time you meet them, sometimes after you kill them for the first time. But it's always like this, this enemy definitely dies with this. And, you know, that way you are balancing specific types of ammo, too, at the same time. You're like, I will hold off on this shotgun mm-hmm. because I know if I use the bomb on the cater demon, he's going to swallow it and he'll be ready to be punched to death soon. Right. Uh, <laughs> hey, mister, I'm ready to be punched to death. Hey, what yeah. do
0: you think? What was your favorite weapon? What was your go to? Oh, I know I had I mean, mine
1: yeah maybe it's the same it's definitely for me especially because it was pretty quick to upgrade and then i upgraded it and it's even better that way the double-barreled shotgun yes which is a staple of the original doom 2 specifically yeah Uh, but this version not only is it like a quick powerful blast that like has that power to it anyway uh its ability to grapple onto Mm -hmm. enemies and pull you towards them is very valuable, especially when you upgrade all the way and that grapple also catches them on fire.
0: Oh, dude. Which How and as awesome we all, was that!
1: <laughs> and as we all know by Doom Eternal Laws, fire equals armor. So mm-hmm. naturally, you'd grapple onto someone, you're pulling yourself towards them, you blast them with two barrels full of shotgun, and then bam, you get rained on with armor. And it's oh, just, just a feels just great. A,
0: golden, uh, a green golden shower a of armor <laughs> oh man of armor. taking me you to Dude, yesterday I, <laughs> to yesterday to yesterday. that yesterday. I think that, um, yeah, that, That gun is something else. Like, if the whole game had just been that gun, I would have been like, This is perfect. Now, I'll tell you my least favorite gun. Tell me if you agree or not. It's the probably the plasma rifle.
1: Plasma one doesn't feel that great. Yeah. It's necessary too, especially for like shields. I know. Which the color coding for that helps, but it's still like kind of frustrating to have it out. The one I like a little less is that railgun one? I barely use that
0: one. Oh, I use that a lot a lot more. But oh, that's yeah? because I used it to in one of its like in one of its a L2 moves, like it's L2 upgrades, you it shoots out like a wave of a beam and that's how you kill those snakes easily. They just cut them right in half and it's way easier than shooting them like maybe 7 times with a shotgun, which is like they're really hard to kill it. otherwise, yeah, because they're yeah. very sinuous and slithery, and they'll get around you. Definitely. It sounds like we were both like incredibly big fans of the gameplay yeah. aspects of <laughs> I, And I would say that's probably where this game shines the most. I would say it shines the most in gameplay and in the look of it. I think it yes. looks amazing.
1: No, definitely. Like you're saying about the enemies, it would suck if they all kind of look the same because then you couldn't know their weak spots. They do have like their own characteristics. And some of it is even color-coded of like, oh, that big berserker guy is green, so I have to do the wave, that little like flame punch first or something. That's right, yeah. Or that guy is glowing blue. I better use my... uh, a plasma rifle, even though it sucks. Uh, but yeah, no, I uh, I do like the look of it a lot. And I do like how like the environments... Also, I didn't have that much of a difficulty of knowing where the environments were actually usable or not, which I feel like in like a bunch of dilapidated looking places could be a problem. Mm. I don't know. I think they were pretty smart about how to lay it out. Like, Uh, what do
0: you mean by that? Sorry, rewind. Like, I
1: didn't. I didn't look at a broken building and I'm like, I could climb that or something, and I can't. I I think I think it's pretty obvious or clear. There are some.
0: Yeah, I think there are. Well, definitely. Where to go forward, like where yeah. to progress. But when it when it comes to secrets, which I'm sure we could talk about here in a yeah. sec, like that's that becomes a little bit more esoteric. And I'll, I'll also say that there's one level in particular that's a huge problem, and it's that bl- like gore level, that blood gulch oh, yeah. or whatever. What's it called? Yeah. Blood gulch is from Halo. <laughs> it's
1: literally called like super gore, <laughs> yeah,
0: like, zone. And, and it uh, <laughs> feels like it's like a it's like a Manhattan building project that's been overrun with like goop. And stuff yeah oh and it's and it's so confusing it's like a maze of just disgusting guts and stuff but it's also like like I don't know like I had the least fun in that level I think
1: yeah that might be true I haven't yeah that was early in the game I think Mm -hmm. um and yeah, I still occasionally I still pull up the auto map all the time to be like, did I miss something? Did I? How, Great auto I, map. Good auto yeah, map. The auto map is very good. Like the way you can rotoscope around it, very helpful. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you a hundred percent a lot of these levels? Were you getting all the secrets?
1: I started a hundred percent them just by like pure virtue of like, all right, I'm ready to take on these uh, levels. I didn't do it for every single level though. Mm-hmm. In fact, I did all the Slayer gates. Which was a lot of fun. I like those things a lot. I didn't do all the secret uh, encounters though because there's one in particular that's tough, and it's with that m- sort of mini boss guy that has a shield. Ugh, and he, I hate that guy. And that one, yeah, that guy sucks. And then on top of that, the secret encounters are timed, so you have to beat that guy in like half a minute. And I'm like, yeah. I'm I'm gonna have to figure this one out.
0: Uh, the, uh, Doom Eternal does that classic Doom thing too, where it'll it'll put you up against a boss mm-hmm. and it'll take you forever to beat this guy down and you finally do and it's over. And then the next level, the first encounter is like that boss again, covered in other guys who are coming at you. It's like all of their quote unquote bosses end up just becoming like, fucking enemies, like, normal enemies that you'll have to fight in the game. And that shield guy, because he he takes so much dedication and focus, it yeah. really fucked you up when you were, it's like, having to fight other people.
1: <laughs> it is also that different thing of, like, all the other people, persons, weak points are, like, usually, like, where you aim a specific uh, weapon or what Weak point they have, or what weapon you're using. That guy is more about a pattern that you're mm-hmm. kind of like keeping an eye on and keeping it's a distance timed from. Attacks
0: essentially. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then on top of that, it's like distance based because if you're too close, he'll just you know cheese you with a shotgun. And if you're too yes. far away, he's trying to wave attack you.
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. I'm getting like I'm getting just totally zorked by uh, <laughs> by a group of bad of bad babies behind me. Yeah. Yeah, I. That guy wasn't always the most fun, but I will say that, like, all of it kind of aided in this, like, adrenaline rush. Like, every moment of every level was a huge adrenaline rush. Like, Jackie, my girlfriend, was sitting next to me playing Animal Crossing, which I do (laughs) find it's. I'll never find that not hilarious that they both released the same day. And one of them is such a it's like that is like the full range of video game experiences you can have Uh, meditative and, and pointless versus hyper focused and uh, adrenaline rush based. But yeah, like I was sitting next to Jackie and she was just like, you got to stop playing. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, no you don't get it this is fun like uh, this is fun like when I, <laughs> when I say fuck and, and 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 bash my head against the window and 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 like break my my own bedroom window it's because I'm having a good time
1: <laughs> no I'm, I have the exact same conversation with Kelsey about how me being frustrated with this game is actually a rite of passage and like mm-hmm. important to my soul and stuff but yeah, y- yeah it's good and, It's good. And she's just bewildered by it and reacts. <laughs> <laughs> To every single glory kill I do, with the same disgust. Um, oh, disgust! I, mean, I,
0: I was hoping you were going to say applause. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I put the guy's eye out, and she's like, "Well done, well, well
0: done. done, my 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 brave, my brave valiant man. Steed. my my valiant <laughs> doomslayer." Okay, <laughs> so uh, let's get into some of the more, I would say, like. Um, yeah. C- cringy parts of the game uh, I'm going to throw this out there Hearn If I asked you to tell me what the story is Of Doom Eternal <laughs> could, you,
1: <laughs> could you Could you tell me what happened in that game uh, Not really it, A lot happens in it Apparently you were like <laughs> After Doom 2016 I guess You were kind of pits by these like Alien gods as like a gladiator Type and thrown into an arena that you still bested and now you're coming out on top and chasing down the gods or something. <laughs> and then on top of that, I don't know, like you're also just a badass weird guy to all the other like people on your side like you go into that one ship near the end and you like grab a guy who has a t-pad and just drag yeah. him towards by by very the neck. Bi-
0: very bioshock infinite moment yeah. I, I feel like a lot of like um people responding to you in first person uh, yeah. a lot of the character models also look like character models you might see in a game like bioshock infinite
1: yeah very expressive like oh my god it's the doom slayer Ooh. and, then, and <laughs> yeah. just walking in especially i don't know i think i showed you a picture i have the twitch prime uh skin which is a big unicorn outfit yes uh-huh so they're reacting that way in third person to me and like this giant unicorn outfit just walking through strutting and they're like Ugh, better oh stay man. gain way he's seen too much combat <laughs> he's seen uh, too much magic yes.
0: i um uh, I, I one of the first unlocks i got was the original Doomslayer outfit and i yeah. I, I, ro- I rocked that the entire game yeah so uh, yeah, you're you're. I think you're pretty right. It's like the it's like our hero is fa- ha- at some point was fallen mm-hmm. and had to do like had to like uh, brutally murder other people in a gladiator type arena things for hell priests. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like beyond that, this game has no discernible story whatsoever and what made the first game so magical to me was that it made it kind of made fun of space marine campaigns like Half-Life and stuff but it also like had a very simple plot that was easy to follow it was just very simple like you and Samuel Hayden (laughs) are going on a little adventure together but this to me was like, wh- who's he? What's it? What the hell's a con maker? What the, what the fuck is the Sentinel World? <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I guess I was just like, upon reflection, I was like that game really whiffed its plot. I think, and not that you need a crazy yeah. plot but i would say a game like this really benefits from having little to no plot but like it, it easily it needs easily digestible goals or something like like oh i i know why i'm in this place and i know where i'm trying to go you know yeah. what I mean? And like why I'm trying to get there. I could not have told you that for most of the levels in that no. game.
1: And I mean, the, it doesn't betray its tone too much. Like it's not like trying to Sonic 2000 says it and be like, I have, a, <laughs> I have a relationship I'm trying to save or something. It, But it doesn't carry that same irreverence that the 2016 Doom had, where the first thing that happens is you're about to get into a tutorial from a computer. Instead, you just punch it mm-hmm. and then you're like ignoring it. And then you go on into the actual game. It's like, yeah, Sometimes yeah. you just need that tone, and there's a little bit even there in eternal where you're like launching yourself towards Mars in a catapult machine or something it's right like,
0: that was cool that was a cool yeah. and, and, and don't get me wrong, the game I think is full of cool moments like yes. that would that would belong in like good plots like I love that Canon moment. I love the concept of a fortress of doom in general, but I think the execution was really weak like yeah, I didn't know why he had this fortress the spaceship. Yeah. Yeah. He had an office in there. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: just has like a man cave inside a giant. Doom yeah, inside spaceship.
0: A, what is already a giant man cave. He has his little man cave. Yes. Where it's a, we has portraits of himself and rock guitars on the wall. Yeah. Like I didn't understand <laughs> what that was.
1: Yeah. The hub yeah. world of it is a little silly.
0: Yeah. And <clears throat> I guess we should have said spoilers at the beginning of this, but like, yeah, uh, dr hayden
1: returns how did you feel Mm. about that i mean again it's the doofy story but i was i don't know i didn't hate it i i I like that to me that
0: was the one that that was like a cool like payoff moment where i was kind of clinging to oh a character i remember you know like like doom is sort of has its little lore now that it's created with 2016 um, But I don't know. I guess it wasn't. I, I It wasn't the most annoying thing in the world.
1: No. I Did mean, yeah, it's fine. I'm Like I said, I wasn't taking any of it too seriously. So yeah, Whatever.
0: And, nor also, I. But I think that there was something you're right, like something a reverence about the 2016 game that I feel like this game, they didn't feel like they knew how to write it. The first game they felt like effortless. <laughs> Yeah. Like all the what? all the humor made sense. This game, I was like, it, it felt like Duke Nukem at times. To bring up Duke Nukem again, it felt like a little like gratuitous. Always for gratuitous bringing up Duke sake.
1: Nukem. My gosh. Uh- <laughs> No, I know. It's kind of how, like, the Wolfenstein games kind of rolled out this uh, past generation, too, where, like, the first one was such a return to form and such an easy concept to home run, and they did it, which is just, like, remember this old, like, classic campaign? We're going to bring it back, and we're going to, like, you know, be self-aware enough that, like, we're not going to fall for, like, the total problems that some other people have fallen for. Right. And then the sequel, they kind of just had to be like, oh, well, I guess we did that already. What else do we do? And I think they kind of took it a little too seriously as a result. I think um, so
0: too. Yeah. Or like, <sighs> they think the jokes weren't, ju- they
1: just weren't good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, ultimately they took enough of the gameplay seriously. That's still awesome and everything yeah. like that, but it's just, yeah. And the, the are still there and they still feel great. It's just, yeah, no, it's sort of not reading what the first one story was really successfully doing too much, but right. Yeah. Uh, would you recommend this game? Oh yes yeah i can understand some people's like uh because it's probably like maybe if, like if you're really 100 percent in it like maybe 15 hours of gameplay so for like 60 bucks that's up to you to decide if you love fps is enough but like especially because you could get, if you haven't played doom 2016 you can get that for dirt cheap Oh, yeah, you can get it uh, for free if you're a PS Now subscriber. Yes. So, yeah. So, like, if you haven't played that one, that's where I would recommend starting. But if you have already beaten that, like we have, and you are hungry for more Doom content, this is mm-hmm. great. Do I've, you like I love it, it better than 2016 Doom? That's where it's tough. Um, I'm looking more, like, right now, I'm looking forward to going back and 100 in it a little more than I am Doom 2016.
0: Okay. Just that's, it's just a little more good. complicated and
1: deep. But, like, and. Just, I love both of those single player campaigns. I haven't really delved into the multiplayer of this one yet. <laughs> uh, I. Yeah, like the original Doom 2016 multiplayer was fine. It wasn't like revolutionary. And I think part of the fun of Doom is just being this overpowered slayer around mm-hmm. a bunch of demons, tearing into them literally. So playing one, playing like a multiplayer where it's just you and a bunch of other guys that are as powerful as you and trying to fight them, it feels a little less in- interesting. So that's my only reason why I like, you know, don't want to play the multiplayer too much, but the single player (laughs) campaigns are great. Yeah. I I would say it's a wash right now, and maybe like in time I'll grow one way or the other, but I, these are both great FPSs for today's sensibilities, but still carrying that old school awesomeness. So, yeah. I would say for me, it's,
0: it's no contest that like 2016, I would, I would definitely pitch to someone over Doom Eternal because I think you're right yeah. like 2016 is cheap and like you yeah. can almost play it for free whereas this is $60 and if I'm not sure which one I like better at this point it's like definitely go then go with the 2016 game
1: yeah and <laughs> on top of that yeah 2016 is probably a little more sh- like focused on the, on its ideas like there's probably yeah. a little more going on in Eternal which is a good thing I don't think it's overwhelming or bad but it's just like it might be a little, like, some people's, like, it might be, like, uh, meat, potatoes, ice cream, soda pop, <laughs> root beer float, all that stuff in one. I suppose, like, Doom 2016 was just, like, meat and potatoes It was just root beer float. <laughs> yeah, it was just root beer float, which, you know, that's great. I love the root beer float. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would just say that would just be my pitch. But I think if you're hungry for a new FPS campaign, you've already beaten Doom 2016, this is way definitely worth your yeah. money. It's great. Also um,
0: not a lot of um glitching. Like I expected no. Doom Eternal to be way more janky and it's not. It's it's pretty good. Like if it if you get into a tight spot, like there's a couple times where I got up against a wall and then I performed a death attack or whatever they ca- are calling glory kill and it yeah. would like warp me up a level to a guy I didn't even know was there <laughs> like blinking. Like there were a couple of times where I would like glitch through walls, but whenever I would be done with that animation, it would reset me in a good place where I could like, then just start running again. Like I never, I only once in the entire playthrough, like fell through a level.
1: <laughs> okay. Wow. No, I definitely didn't notice any uh, glitches or anything for me. Um, yeah, like I think they wrote it out super well. Obviously they delayed it from last year, and maybe that fits all the problems. But yeah, like I don't think there was any patches or anything. I think it just came out ready to go. Yeah. Um and yeah, like it runs and looks beautifully even on a PC. So I imagine they did it right. Yeah. What would you want
0: out of a uh out of the next
1: Doom game? Oh boy. I have no <laughs> idea. That's the, the tough part. It's just like I was coming into the Eternal just expecting almost just more of Doom Twenty Sixteen, and I was right. excited for it. I was down that they did some different stuff with it, and it was all successful as just, you know, gravy. Mm-hmm. Uh, a third one, I don't know, because, like, it's kind of tough, because, like, even just progression-wise, this is where, like, Doom 1 and 2, where it was, like, Doom on Mars, now Doom Hell on Earth. Doom Free, I wouldn't want them to try to do, but um, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I could be fine with honestly like a DLC pack of Eternal of just more levels of like quicker, sure. sharper, meaner levels or yeah. something like that. Um, I, yeah, like I really don't know where they kind of can go with this. Maybe something like cooperative would be cool.
0: Yeah. Like at maybe like, like that Wolfenstein cooperative game they came yeah, out with. Yeah.
1: Hopefully be- a little better. Okay, uh, but, that. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that was the only downside was this like I was looking like when I was considering getting it for PC, I was like checking cross-platform stuff, but I was also like, if it's just multiplayer, like actually shooting, it's not that interesting. Co-op or something where it's like we're both tearing apart demons would be very fun. That would be fun. Um, other than that honestly like it's like same as 2016 this is like one of the most sound fps engines i played this generation and one of the funnest campaigns i played this generation of like straight first person shooter fun so i'll tell you what i i'll tell you what
0: i want from a sequel you tell me open world baby (laughs) vehicles (laughs)
1: <laughs> vehicles <laughs> vehicles
0: <Yeah>. open world <laughs> fucking give me i want to go th- i want to travel the entire globe but it's been a talking taken over robot by that, that
1: makes jokes that buys me <laughs> sells me his weapon no uh yeah <laughs> yeah I've exactly seen, i played well i've played rage 2 which is uh believe in software specifically not bethesda mm-hmm. uh And that is an open-world FPS. And they do it pretty all right. Like, I didn't have a problem with it. It was pretty fun. And it has some good Doom gameplay. And I think the only problem is, like, the open world is kind of a uh, desert situation. So, like, Mm, sometimes it can be a little bulging across. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Doom literally being hell-on-earth open world might be more interesting and might be more in the lines of, like, a Division 2 where things should always be happening, like, off randomly.
0: Right. I I would... I would expect that too. Like that hell on earth actually means a few different things. Like you could go to yeah. snowy areas like that, that in doom eternal, there is a level that is like snow based and yeah. And like, they just gave the levels like more aesthetic difference. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was great. I, I don't know. I I do. I will say this about doom eternal uh, levels compared to twenty sixteens. Twenty sixteens I felt like, I remember, I'm I'm trying to remember their levels. It was mostly, like, it was kind of like Half-Life. It was like basically science-y computer lab places for the most part, right? Right. And then this game, to me, does feel like it has, I could tell you, way more. Like, there's like lush green areas of Doom Eternal, which are beautiful. Vistas and waterfalls and stuff, you know? But um yeah so i think that like yeah if if they had an open world aspect to it i think that could be kind of fun to like just take to never stop playing Doom. it's kind of the goal here <laughs> right because i feel like at the end of doom eternal i was like great i immediately closed the application uninstalled it for my ps4 and was like ready to do something else when i don't know if i was actually done if that makes sense and revisiting the challenges didn't appeal to me if that if that makes sense
1: Okay. Yeah, I get you. Maybe the challenges, like in an open world, would be more endearing because you don't have to focus on, well, this weapon needs me to kill this enemy in a specific way. I better just replay the level that has the most of that enemy or something.
0: Yeah. Um, or maybe just, you know. The idea of looking backwards at stuff I'd already decimated didn't yeah. seem as fun as revisiting areas hey. in like Grand Theft Auto sometimes feels. You're ju- or Red you're just
1: always dooming forward,
0: never dooming backwards. Never dooming backwards, always dooming forwards. Hearn, I think that was a great quote to end <laughs> on. <laughs> yes. That's uh, all, that's thank you all so else. much for doing this episode, buddy. I really appreciate of it. Course. I miss you, hey. miss you big time. Hey, miss you too.
1: Let's doom heads, guys, to together
0: us doom has got to stick together you know i will reinstall it if you do want to try out the yeah. multiplayer at some point although i don't know if it's I, cross-platform <laughs> so i i don't
1: think it is and don't worry about it
0: <laughs> well we both completed it and we're better for it uh Hearn, do you want to uh, plug anything before we uh, jump out of uh the second story window that we're in
1: yeah absolutely all right uh just twitter instagram at michael c Hearn. Vimeo.com slash MC Hearn. Also, twitch.tv slash MC Hearn. Right now, mostly do maternal videos and maybe one edit the Dungeon video. Mm. And who knows? I should do more with it. I, I'm usually I were streaming off my PS2 or my PC. Very um, cool. <laughs>
0: yeah. I would uh, I will say you can uh, follow, the sh- follow the show at v- VGA Comedy Show on Twitter. You can follow me at Ocarina of Crime. I would also say go back and listen to, uh, I would say the, the little sister of this show, call me by your game. And you can hear Michael Hearn talk on at great length about the original doom game, not from OG 2016, doom. but from 1991. 19- <laughs> and when did that game come out? One of the first 93, 93. Yeah. You can go back in time, take a little trip, uh, down memory lane and, and listen to Hearn and, and Connor McCabe, friend of the show, friend of the pod, talk about the original doom and with that Hearn, i'll say it's time to put our freaking doom pants on and go kick some ass what do you say pal
1: sounds great buddy